Uh, uh, let me know if, like I say, if you uh, if you can't get in there, not but normally I don't have no issues with it. Closing some of these windows. Yeah, I was sitting all the windows open. That may have something to do with it. All right, well, hit me back if you got any issues. All right. All right. Hey, 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 hey. Welcome, people. Welcome, people. Let me go and get situated. You know what I'm saying? Give me just a moment. Just a moment. There's a few people going to jump on in here with me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A few people jump on in here with me. What's over there eating my cashews? <laughs> Sorry. Dang, my son. Anyway, welcome to Part My Ugly. Welcome, welcome, welcome. As you can see, I ain't got my co-host with me this week. Tiff, I think she on vacay somewhere. I could have swore I saw her, saw her catching some flights or something. God damn it. I need to take my ass on vacay. Oh, oh, let me get the volume down. I need to take my ugly ass on vacay. Uh, before we get started, get the particulars out the way. As y'all know, Part My Ugly Everything, YouTube, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, even got the part of my ugly website. Uh, got the new some of the new merch out with uh, the part of my Zodiac uh, collection. We got part of my Virgo, part of my Taurus just dropped. I got a part of my Gemini on the way. So, uh, and then what's next? Cancer? Part of my, that's going to be a difficult one. I'm, I don't know how I'm going to freak the part of my cancer yet. That's, hmm. That's tough. That's tough. That might not that might not be perceived correctly. So I don't know how I'm gonna do that one. You know. Uh, but I'm gonna figure it out though. But yeah, and then as always, you know, we got the part of my ugly gill, we got the hoodies, we got the tees, you know what I'm saying? Coming out with some new shit for you too, some some, some dope shit for the summertime. Uh, but check it out. Like I say, part of my ugly.com. And when you go to YouTube, make sure you hit subscribe. Goddamn, we need as many subscribers as we can. You know, we're trying to push the platform to YouTube. So we can start going live from there. So, uh, and then last thing is Tiff will be back next week. Uh, so it's going to be business as usual next week. Uh, but welcome, welcome, welcome. Goddamn, we got a good show for y'all tonight. So I, I don't have Tiff tonight, but what I do have is two very good friends of mine who've known me for quite a while, uh, easily, easily 20 plus years, both of them, one of them from high school, actually. So she's probably, she actually technically might be my longest tenure friend. I don't think there's anybody that I'm still in any type of communication with uh, that I've known before her at this point. That's not family. So, yeah. So let me go and bring them in so we can go and kick the show off. And I'm in, uh, introducing. So let me go and get on here. My girl, Angie, what's happening, baby? Hello. How are How you? you? Feel? I'm good. Ooh, I, that's my first time seeing you with the dreads. <laughs> I, I seen you with a million different hairstyles, but first time seeing you with the dreads, though. I like yeah. it. Thank I you. Like it. And let Thank me go and bring in Twan. You ready to come in here? Let's see. Okay, right. You good? You good? You good? Yeah. Yeah. I'm What's happening, my man Antoine Muhammad? How you feel? Oh man, man, I'm chilling, bro. I'm fine. 
day to a close, bro. That's what's up. Appreciate y'all joining. Do, do y'all happen to know each other? Because you all were both in Northern at the same time. I don't know if you all ever crossed paths. I don't know, man. In Northern, I, I was a knucklehead back then, man. I was... <laughs> <laughs> weren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> weren't, weren't we all? But anyway, thanks for joining me tonight. And I was telling them, uh, I've known both of y'all for quite a while. Uh, for those who don't know, Andy and I actually went to prom. What was that, 95? Yeah. Why are you giving away my age, dude? <laughs> yeah. my long-time friend, so they already know. They can't tell <laughs> how you look, goddamn, but they... <laughs> you're my long-time friend. They're going to figure it out. We went to school together already. It's all good. You don't look nowhere near your age. Trust me. Uh, but yeah, we went to uh, prom together her senior year, my, my junior year. You know what I'm saying? I think we was I think we were together for about two whole months. <laughs> two whole months. But we've been friends ever since. You know what I'm saying? That's right. And I always tell how much I used to love your old man. Your old man was my motherfucker, homie, Joe. You yeah. know that was my homie for real. Yeah. Up. And uh Twan, Twan, what did I meet you? Was it 97? Yeah, northern. <laughs> Who brought you up to the room? Was it Q? Q. No, no, it was it was either Q or Sauce. <laughs> Jr. Finally, good for something. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was either Q or Sauce, man. I think it might have been Jr. Though, I think I think it might have been Jr. Which is probably the only contribution he delivered to our friendship. <laughs> That's my man, though. That's my man, though. Let's see who we got. Watch, I got my got my girl Crystal up in here. What up, baby? Hey, can I ask you some real shit? What's up? Is this? I just, I, I just, I, I know how long you on the air. So, is, is this show cannabis friendly? Oh yeah, you do what you want. Hey, yes. It's that time, it's that time of evening for me. I, you know, I, I summon ancestors. Hey, listen, man. <laughs> you go ahead and uh, get your elevation on, you know what I'm saying? Get your mind right, get your drink on, whatever it is that you need to feel relaxed to enjoy yourself. We're going to have what's a good-ass show tonight. Got my man Mark Anthony up in here. Yeah, Mark, part of my cancer, a difficult one, bro. Uh, trying to do all 12 Zodiacs, but, you know, obviously for obvious reasons, that's a that's a sticky one, you know what I'm saying? People may could possibly take that a certain way, so... I don't know. I want to do. I've had people actually ask me for it, but I don't know. I'm kind of conflicted. What do you think about? Have you seen the? Uh, have you seen the shirts I have? Uh, and with the part of my, uh, the part of my zodiac, I got part of my Virgo, part of my Taurus, and I got part of my Gemini coming out next. So I'm doing each one before the season starts. But again, part of my cancer is I don't know. Part I mean, of my Capricorn, no. Part of my Capricorn, no. <laughs> I'm doing all of them. But again, I just think that could possibly be taken. You see, I was like, uh, what y'all think about that? If y'all saw a part of my cancer shirt and you had no idea where it came from. I wouldn't be offended at all. No, it wouldn't bother you. Wouldn't think of it wouldn't bother me at all. No. You're not a real, you're not, you don't tend to get bothered very, by very much, though. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> What do you say, Twan? Talking about zodiac cancer. Yeah, yeah. If I did part of my cancer for someone who has no idea where it may come from, I'm wondering could that be seen as offensive? 
that's that's my only pause in doing it. Like I wouldn't want to offend anybody. You know what I'm saying? So what? Maybe you could have. Maybe you could have. Let me see the t-shirt you got on. You got something on there. This is part of my other. You see how you got the lips in the middle? Maybe for the zodiac pieces, you could have the actual zodiac symbol. So when it says "Pardon my cat" or some, I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying. The thing is, I can't change the logo. Vague in 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 October. If you do it like that, just tell them don't wear the shirts in October. <laughs> 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 awareness month. Yeah, cancel, I say cancel awareness month. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I got some people asking for it. I'm seeing anybody in the comments think. Uh, Crystal say no. Nah, I guess she she don't think that's a good look. Uh, Sebastian say do the cast assemble, which I have considered. Uh, just doing the part of my with the lizard, then the, maybe the cast assemble or something under the maybe the uh, you know, the what actual symbol, not the not the logo, not like the uh, the mascot, but the actual cancer symbol. What is that? You know what it looked like? I don't know. A lot of the, the a lot of the actual zodiac symbols are real simple and plain, too. They like lines and shit, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, anyway, uh, let's see what else we got over here tonight. This is the cast. I get, to talk, I, get to, I get to talk shit on Pardon My Ugly, man. I'll be watching y'all talk shit. I'll be like, man, I'm going to get in here and talk me some shit. Oh, shit. This boy come ready tonight, huh? Hey, <laughs> see what I say? You're just going to have to use the Zodiac or use the GOAT. Isn't it a 60? Oh, it do kind of look like a 69. The part of the cancer sign does kind of look like a, uh, a 69 land on its side. Hmm. I don't know. I'm gonna figure something out. I'm gonna figure something out. Anyway, anyway, on to more pressing things. Uh, a few different things I want to I want to get to uh, talk about real quick. As you know, uh, the world opening back up. Uh, a lot of places are not requiring masks, uh, and I've had two interesting experiences already. One secondhand, one firsthand with the the basically not requiring you to wear a mask. So the other day I'm at a gas station and I, uh, I'm leaving out. As I'm leaving out, it's a dude, and I got my mask on. As I'm, uh, it's a dude coming in with no mask, not security in there. And he asked him, you know, where your mask at? And I, 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 there was kind of talking low, but I overheard security ask him, have you taken your shot? And I'm like, how the fuck they just gonna ask you a personal medical question like that? You know what I'm saying? I thought that was real odd. And then this morning, I went to Walgreens and they changed their sign from saying mandatory to recommended or whatever. So I walked yeah. in with my mask on and asked, like, do I have to wear my mask? And she said, well, did you get your shot? I'm like, that's how we gonna do things now? Random people just gonna feel comfortable asking you about your personal medical history and have you gotten shot? And that's how they left you. That's how it's set up. The president said, states, y'all figure it out. The state says, cities, y'all figure it out. The city say, towns, y'all figure it out. The towns say, individual businesses, y'all figure it out. Individual businesses say, supervisors, y'all figure it out. Right. At that level, bro, all bullshit, yeah. all bullshit on state. Man, I don't feel inclined <laughs> to answer no fucking employee about like Joe, it, either I gotta wear the mask or I don't. Whether I got the shot or not, none of your motherfucking business. And I don't see that. I see that shit had to turn into some issues. I see people having a real issue with being asked their personal medical history 
I mean, I know it's not out, but some people may. I, I guess, how would you feel about that? They ask you that. I mean, I could, I could just straight lie. Like, I mean, I'm not unless they are requiring people now to whip out their cards, which, like this, I don't know. This is, it's, I don't know. I, I just, I don't like where this is headed. I just feel like we're about to be divided into two, two different. You know those that did and those that didn't and i don't know but someone could easily lie and say like when i heard that rule i heard that they were rolling back you know if you had your shots you don't have to wear a mask indoors blah 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 uh oh did you get your shot yeah sure did ain't bit more got a shot than like it's just i don't i don't I don't know what they're gonna do. Microchip people? I don't. I don't know. This is just. I don't know. What do you think about that? I, uh, I ain't trying to trying to trying to ruffle no feathers, but whatever. All I know is every time this country wanted to kill, they did it with a needle. Every history book. So that's all I know. So I'm I'm with sis. You had your shot, yeah. <laughs> now, now, Ed, I know I don't know exactly what you do. But I know you're in the medical field. Are you? Are you? Are you like in corporate nursing? Me? Like I don't. I know you in the medical field somehow. Me? No, Angie. Like what? What? Not exactly what you do. If you don't want to tell, but what? Uh, how are you in the medical industry? In what way at this point? You deal with, deal with patients at all or not? Nah? Yeah, I'm a registered nurse. I deal with patients. Oh, okay. So you do a registered nurse now. Oh man, mm-hmm. you got access. I'm a pray for. Oh, so you. <laughs> so did they uh, have any type of requirements for nurses? Like you guys had to take a shot or anything like that? Or they kind of left it up to y'all? Or what's the situation with that? Yeah, the places that I've worked, it's it has not been mandated. It's been strongly recommended, but it has not been mandated. That, okay. you know, that I get it. Can I ask you a question, sis? What is the sure. alignment of the people? Like, like at your facility or office, wherever your perspective place or where you work, like what overall consensus or emotion of the people? Is it are our people carrying a lot of fear, anxiety centered around this piece? Is it is it a like like what is the energy that that you feel, and I've always, I've always wanted wanted to ask someone that. Um, I mean, initially, so probably right before they introduced the vaccine, so late last fall, early winter, a lot of people in the facility I was working at, a lot of people were fearful. Um, you know to the point where if they saw another person in the facility with their mask down, you know, they were confronting them and it was just crazy. As the vaccines have rolled out and people are starting to get them, um, I have been present when vaccines have been administered. Um, And, you know, some people are like elated. They're like super happy, you know, that, they have the opportunity to get the vaccine. And then I see some patients that are very apprehensive, mostly 
um, people of color. Um, they, they don't trust it and understandably so. Um, I have had patients that were scheduled to be vaccinated. And if I have a patient, whether it's this or anything else, I've been a nurse 20 years. And anytime I have a patient that has come for a procedure of any kind, if I sense for one second that they're not fully on board or they ha they're having doubts, then, you know, I tell them, you know, maybe you need to take the time so that you can make a more informed decision. Um, and it's the same with the vaccine. I mean, I don't speak for the entire medical community. I'm not here to say you should get it or you shouldn't get it. But what I'm not going to do as a nurse, I'm an advocate for my patients. If I feel for one second that you're not comfortable with the decision, I'm going to tell you, like, you know what? You go home, talk to your provider, you know, go to your whatever websites that you trust um, or sources that you trust, I should say, because it's not only the websites, um, and then make an informed decision. That's the, that's the most important piece of this, make an informed decision whether you decide to get it or you don't. And I don't feel like people should be vilified one way or the other. It's a personal decision. It depends on your situation. Um, you know, if you're in a more high risk profession like mine, you might decide to go ahead and get it. Even if you're a little apprehensive about it, especially if you have kids. Right. So right. it's a very personal decision. And I don't think anyone should judge a person, whether they decide to get it or not to. I don't. And it's that's what I'm saying. So being out here in the public, asking you in the public, in front of other people, like that's what I'm telling you, man. I can see that leading to some real problems. People have some real issues with that. You know people right, are I can curse, right? Can I curse, Lynn? Say what? Can I curse? Am I okay yeah, to curse? Yeah, say the fuck you want. Okay. I just want <laughs> to make sure. Someone asked me that question. It's none of your fucking business. <laughs> that's <laughs> simple as that. It's none of your business. See, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. Everyone is not going to respond to that type of questioning politely. Some people are going to have an adverse response to it. You know, people already got a high level. People are, are tense or stressed and may feel like they're being put on the spot if they have it because they feel like they're going to be judged. And now you do, especially if it's kind of out of nowhere, like when they ask me, I was complete. That was not the end. What I was expecting her to say. Like, it caught me off guard. I was like, "Do I have to answer you?" You know what I'm saying? I forgot what she said. I was like, "That's all right. You already gave me my answer because you ain't say you ain't say yes. I have to wear it." So I already know what the answer is. But I was just like, "Man, I did this. I, you know how it is in Chicago too. Moms get ignorant. You got a young kid, man. Oh, they need to, <laughs> these stores. This the city. They need to decide one way or another." Either they're going to say the mask are mandatory or they're not mandatory, but you definitely can't have people, especially not professionals, random store clerks, cashiers, just asking you in front of other people, have you took the vaccination shot? That, that's that's some bullshit. On the real. Like, and I don't know, man. I just, it caught me off. It caught me real off guard. Anymore. I didn't see this shit. You're going to see some a whole people going live talking about this shit. Watch. People going to be having an incident. It's going to be fights over this shit somewhere. People be arguing because I've seen people confront other people about it. Like they say they don't take the vaccine shot and people who pro vaccine will engage you in conversation if they have the right to impose their opinion on you. You know what I'm saying? You see, you see that a lot. So I don't know. 
It's going to be an interesting summer. <laughs> it is going to be an interesting summer. You're absolutely right. Especially it really is. It's opening up, uh, how they're going to decide to handle that and whatnot. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be real interesting. But, hey, I just wanted to chop up about that real quick because uh, it was enough, just on the subject of health in general. Uh, and I know you're not you're not really on social media. You're not aware of this. I don't know how often you in the group, but uh, you know Will Smith did his whole little dad uh, physical uh, not physical. I'm tweaking right now. Get back in shape thing. You know what I'm saying? He took his little picture. I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna do it too because I'm a fat fuck right now. All the way, all the all the progress I made, that shit gone. <laughs> That shit gone, Joe. I look terrible. I ain't gonna lie. I was looking decent too. I'm talking about, ooh, I was looking decent. I damn near had a whole six pack, Joe. I was skeletal. And right now, I am garbage. Oh, I'm so garbage. So I was like, fuck it. I could use a little extra motivation. So I put myself on blast, took my took my fat ass shirt off, you know what I'm saying? Did the little dad bod challenge. Uh Try to encourage other people to do it. You know what I'm saying? People been stuck in the house for a year. There's a lot of people in the group. A lot of people just everywhere who don't put on some extra pounds, just sitting in the house eating like me, lazy, not exercising during the quarantine, not not taking the extra steps to do what you need to do to stay back in shape. So uh I went to Swallow Cliff. Ain't that what it's called? Is it Shallow Cliff or Swallow Cliff? Swallow Cliff. You ever been there, Ash? The steps? I don't even know what that is. It's the uh, it's over in what Palos Heights is that one? Palos Hills. It's called Shallow Cliff. Just Swallow. a bunch of steps, mm-hmm. but they steep. Swallow Cliff. Swallow Cliff. Swallow Cliff. But they steep. People use them for exercise. Walk up, go around, come down. That shit a beast. Like you don't <laughs> realize when you walking up on it, it looked like okay, it's gonna be a challenge. But before you even get there, the ramp. <laughs> let you know this bullshit. Stop preparing you, don't No, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> My steps getting heavy. <laughs> you know like this shit for real, but I ain't gonna I thugged it out, Joe. My man Twan came up there and joined me. Now listen, I'm thinking I'm doing decent, right? And I'm on like lap number five. My other homie just got there. This mom come up with a 10-pound medicine ball. So I'm like. Hey, what, what the fuck you finna do? <laughs> <laughs> he like, I'm about to go up the stairs with it. I'm like, you gonna <laughs> up the stairs? He say, nah, I'm about to do crossovers. So he is going up each step, crossing over between wow. his legs. Wow. Hey, we let him go on his motherfucking own. You're <laughs> 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 Hey, salute to you though, because you a gangster for that shit, G. I was amazed. I was amazed that you even thought that you could do that shit. And to watch you do that shit was I was like, wow. Me and my man was looking at you like this motherfucker nuts. <laughs> Cause I would never try it. It's pretty good. No, I was impressed. Hey, I man. ain't know you can that good a shape, G, on the real. Um Humpty Dumpty back to one piece, bro. Humpty Humpty Dumpty done been through a lot, man. Dumpty done fell off the wall. Right, and getting into that, Joe, go ahead. I know you, you've been on TV and everything telling your story real quick. Go on telling people your story because I know you're over there massaging your arm. You know what I'm saying? I know why you're doing it, but uh, the people probably don't know why you're doing it. So go on and tell your story real quick. Uh, man, I'm uh, I'm blessed to be here now as a two-time 
male breast cancer survivor. Um, I was originally diagnosed in 2014. Uh, I got a mastectomy and then four months I was in remission. And then, and then it came back, breast cancer metastasis, 2018. It came back spots in my skull, my neck, shoulders, my spine, both my hips, my pelvis, spots in my lungs, same pain. And, uh, and I had, uh, oh, and I, 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 I said spots in my lungs. Um, man, doctor sent me home. This doctor sent me home. Peace out. Man, just check wow. in. Oh, it was the that, that's that's what it was, but you know, man plans and God plans, man, and that's what it is, man. I'm here, blessed. Uh, got my. I was blessed to work on my spirit, get my spirit right, dive back, my music, get my diet right. Uh, flipped a lot and switched a lot. Around. Started intensely working on my. You got, you got a little bit of an echo, talk. You like uh, New York? Were you on your phone? Yes. Try like move, shift your phone a little bit or something. You got kind of an echo. What about now? That sound better. A little better. Probably my distance when I came back, laying away from the phone. Yeah, go ahead, Don. We listen. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm blessed to be here. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to be here, man. The average cell count of a person is about six to seven hundred. Uh, at, well, at worst, mine was like 2,700. So to even have bones, bro, like that's why you see me out. I'm elated to have I'm, I'm elated to have strong bones again. Bro, I'm trying to work any and every month. If I got a muscle somewhere, I'm trying to I'm trying to feel it. <laughs> no, I want to know where fat, how I feel, how I move. Cause I want to know where everything at. So I'm able to get to whatever need to get gotten to when it need to get gotten. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I, I definitely salute you. I definitely salute you. But the reason I wanted to tell your story is because the way you eat now. Oh, you know, yeah. And I know your health food journey, uh, going back with Dr. Sebi and all that. So yeah. that's what one I wanted to salute you, obviously, for what you went through uh, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. Uh, but the other was, man, your eating regimen is a monster. Now, I ain't never, not never, ever going to eat like that. But <laughs> I think <laughs> I think you have some information that uh, that can help some people as far because you big on juicing. Yeah. I know you're huge on the juicing. Yeah. And uh, just on the eating side, because I definitely, I eat like trash, G. Like, Joe, I, I smash a whole bag of gummy bears in like 15 minutes, Joe. I got real issues, you know what I'm saying? So I be need some uh some tips to eat a little healthier snacks. I know people ain't gonna go as hard as you go, but the juicing the juicing and what you snack on, I think can be a big help to a lot of people. So what would you recommend as far as people trying to get started on their healthy eating journey? Uh, on on the snack side for me, on the snack side for me is nothing better than like all the exotic. Like right now it's summertime, so I'm I'm seeding watermelons all day. I keep I keep them on rotation. I keep a watermelon cut up. In Fridge, one on the tape. Oh yeah, I said you cut one up the other day. Yeah. <laughs> when, that, when that one on the table, go in the fridge. I gotta go buy another one to put on the table. Um, juicing the body every ten years from the time that we're born, the body loses ten percent of its breakdown solids fully. So every ten years, 
be converting 10% of our diet over to liquid. The body being 75% water and most sour over back. So what is really happening when we have a pandemic in the United States of people getting sick? Well, if we know the body is 75% water and no one likes to really drink water because it tastes nasty and everybody takes showers mostly instead of baths and nobody likes to drink, everybody wants to eat. What's essentially happening to us as human beings? We're dehydrating. So when we go to the doctor, the doctor gives us our proper diagnosis and it's based on the average American. Most times, unless you, at least for me, unless I have a good relationship with the doctor. So it just comes, it just comes like sister saying, informing yourself. If that's your body, learn about it. Go get a full blood panel, learn what you have. But most of us are abusing healthcare and, you, and using the emergency room as a primary care doctor. And instead of get choosing a primary care doctor, <laughs> and that's where healthcare starts to go south because we, we have a body. Imagine, bro, how many how old? We all in our thirties slash forties. Imagine driving a car for 30, 40 years and never having an owner's manual. That's what we're doing. Nobody really knows how the machine works. But everybody's just rolling. Yeah. I, I, I eat the way I Man, when I drink juice, bro, I feel, literally feel my brain light up. It'd be like, yo, this is, this is the way. And uh, like now, like I, I did like a two-week liquid and fruit fast and I didn't lose any weight. So I'm at, I'm at my natural body weight now. I fluctuate between 174, 177, 178, 174, 178. I ain't seen that weight since like 15. <laughs> Shit, I, I got you by 100 pounds and I ain't even exaggerating. That's fucked up. Bro, I'm big as hell there, damn it. You know what was ill about juicing no G? Just incorporate one juice into what you already do. Right. Don't not eat the gummy bears or whatever the fuck you eat that day. Just drink a juice with it. And if you do that consistently, you will find yourself taking some other stuff out. Like, I'm really straight. I don't really. Then you will look up some days like, damn, I drank this morning. It's 5 o'clock. Let me go and eat dinner. I ain't ate nothing all day. Right. Because when we feel hunger pains, it's not that the body's hungry. It's the body's thirsty. But we get food every time instead of, you know. Andy, do you juice? I thought I remember you used juicing. I was finna say I could tell she juicing. She got the bean. She got that bean pie skin. A <laughs> bean pie and that smooth brown shiny skin. That's we call that that bean pie skin. See, that's how you stay. That's how you stay looking so young. It's, it's, it's the juicing. Yeah, it helps. Oh yeah. Well, man, that was some great information, bro. Like I said, I I, I know about your food regimen. Uh, I know about your journey. So, like I said, you know, I uh. I'm getting back on my health food kick, man. I, ain't, I I I promised myself when I lost the weight, I was not gonna gain it back, man. And I nothing but excuses. I ain't got nothing, but I keep it a buck with myself. Only reason I gained back the weight because I was on some lazy bullshit, and I knew I was doing it while I was doing it. But you no, know, I'm telling myself in my head, man, I knock it off real quick. And now that I gotta knock it off, it's way it's way harder than it actually sounded in my head. I'm gonna do the work, bro. But I am not. I am not going into 45, 50 years old, out of shape. Knees hurting, back hurting, carrying this extra weight. And I don't, I don't like the way it looks. My shirt. 
I bought all my clothes for the little me, not for the big me, Joe. I don't wanna, and I don't want to buy no bigger clothes. <laughs> I, I like I like how that I like how it feel. I like how I look it in the mirror. I only like looking in the mirror. No, I took all the mirrors out of my house. I don't want to see nothing. I'm terrible. I'm bro, terrible. Bro. I'm so garbage, bro. First off, bro. First off, bro. Stop it. I watched you accomplish, bro. I saw you on Facebook at one point with whatever picture you took. You know what I'm saying? The, whatever, however you describe it, the flabby picture, whatever you want. Right. thing I know, bro, because I don't hardly be on the social media piece. I, I go on one day, bro, you was on some island with your daughters looking like... Oh, that's vacation, yeah, with my lady. Like You was looking like a light-skinned Tate Diggs. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I was like, no, weeks ago, this was terrible. What happened? <laughs> hey, I ain't gonna lie, G. When I get busy, G, I get busy. Like, I just gotta buckle down and get busy. I know exactly what I need to do. I got an athletic frame. When I get to it, I get to it. I just gotta really get to it. Like, I know. That's why I said, I don't make excuses. I know mine was pure laziness and bullshit. I only play it myself and act like it was anything but that. But yeah, I'm about to get to it, Joe, because I'm tired of looking fat, Joe. My girl tired of me looking fat. She told me that damn terrible. You know what I'm saying? Bro, I have to, bro, I have to dive into diet because I can't do that in two weeks. Right. I, with diet, I can't do it in two weeks. I just, you know, I just have to figure out some way, other way to get there because I couldn't get there the way you got there, brother. I did both. I, honestly, I did both. When I, when I, I started losing weight in 2017, I changed the way I, I never ate healthy, healthy. I, I won't lie. I just ate better. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, I ain't got the discipline to eat healthy. I ain't even gonna play my, myself like that. I just end up getting frustrated. So I ate better. But yeah, I work out hard, man. I go hard in the paint. I don't play no motherfucking games, man. You know I don't play what? no games. When I get in that gym, G, I got a mission and I'm on my mission. God damn it. I did my cardio. So I'm, I'm getting back to it, Joe. So once I start eating healthy again, G, I'm gonna get it back in like two, three months. I just gotta buckle down and do it. That's all. That'd be the hard part, just getting that dedication to go every day. You know what I'm saying? I'll say this about you. This is something I've always admired about you as a human, right? So, like, I'm going to give you the flowers and say that you're more, you eat better than you think. And here's what I mean by that. Anytime, a, like, my mentor when I was young taught me, he said, Twan, diets don't work. He was like, yo, if you're going to try something, create a legacy with it. Meaning, like, if you're going to try to do something with your diet, do that shit for six months, a year. Do that shit for at least a year, he would say. To give yourself time to really dive into it, live with it, sit with it. So then after a year, you could definitively say, I don't like this shit. It worked. It didn't work. Whatever it is, you'll be able to have a testimony of the benefits created a legacy with it so with you i see you take periods and you be like i'm locked in this year you locked in next year you might be on bullshit but that's okay because every time somebody see you you be like look i'm on bullshit leave me alone this year next year i got you you know what i'm saying so you have a system of accountability with yourself that keeps your spirit intact so when you're but by your spirit being intact your body responds to you and and it, it, it may seem unrelated, but being in a space where I was faced with having to build body up from nothing, bro, 
I understand how it's all related. That energy, it matters, bro. It matters. It physically matters. No, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate. It. I'm a big. I'm a big energy person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. You but uh, and you want to say before we get off this health topic real quick and get to some more controversial shit so I can piss some people off, man? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, good. Because I want to get to some shit. Yeah. Uh. Oh so been a lot of a lot of things. I don't know. If this is because it's getting hot again. But you know, I watch a lot of podcasts because uh, obviously I do a podcast, so I end up being aware of a lot of situations from watching podcasts and other people talk about things happening within our culture. And uh, just overall, just the temperature of society, I'm really, really, and I know I not probably won't be shocked to hear me say it. I feel like we're getting way too sensitive as a culture. So it's Mental Health Awareness Month, right? Uh, if I'm saying that correctly, I think it's mental health awareness. Man, everybody always pushing this thing about mental health awareness. I think it's gotten to a point where people are just exploiting that shit. I think people are exploiting those who have issue with mental health to make money. I think that motherfuckers just talking about it because it's really trendy. I don't think most people really even truly uh, have an understanding of it for themselves. It's just some shit to talk about. And uh, I think a lot of times the motherfuckers that push that envelope the most be the biggest motherfuckers, be the ones that be doing the most egregious shit when in regards to other people's mental health. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, I watch podcasts. Joe Budden, huge on mental health. I'm a huge Joe Budden fan. This motherfucker just fired like his two friends live on air. You weren't worried about that motherfucking mental health. You know what I'm saying? You ain't get no fuck. You fired them live, like on your motherfucking podcast, not. After the show was over, like in the middle of your shit, you went on a motherfucking long ass rant to all type of emotional shit. You ain't get no fuck about no motherfucking mental health. It's had the whole thing with Kwame Brown and Charlamagne the guy. He done wrote books on this shit, right? He brought up the man's whole family and talking about defending him and all his past trauma from his family. Like, fam, ain't you the mental health king? You know what I'm saying? They're like, I don't know, man. I, I feel like Joe. Man, keep in mind though. Keep 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 in mind though, man. So, sometimes I fuck with Joe. Sometimes I don't fuck with Joe. But I love Joe music. But as as a, as a personality, sometimes I fuck with Joe. Sometimes I don't fuck with Joe. Understand Joe's support and advocacy of mental health is because he has mental issues. Right. Absolutely. He's a, he's not only the air club president, president, he's also the client. <laughs> but he, he's, he's very open about that though. I just <laughs> I don't think he recognizes how many issues he has. But we all got issues, G. We, we, we all got issues, and that's why I say that mental health shit be exploited. Like every they try to tie everything to mental health. And anything that's attached to mental health. It's like motherfuckers lose all sense of understanding with a situation. As long as the motherfuckers say they got bullied, you hurt their feelings, they were offended, like motherfuckers will be on your team. They don't even really take into account actual situations, what the fuck happened. All I gotta do is say you bullied me and hurt my motherfucking feelings. I'm gonna get a bunch of soldiers to ride the fuck out with me now. That is how society is. Like real shit, like fuck with that. Like, so I've been going heavy against Kwame Brown. 
a lot of motherfuckers love what this man said. Are you all familiar with what well, I know? Why are you not? Andrew, are you familiar with the situation? No. Okay, I ain't gonna go too deep into it because I don't really want to talk about dude. But I'm <laughs> like, yo, this man is pushing an issue that's unauthentic to me. That's how I feel this mental health shit is. I don't feel a lot of motherfuckers take this shit serious. I feel like it's just some trendy. You know what I'm saying? And I think real mental health, motherfuckers need to tap into self. I think that's the most, I don't know, I don't have no, I don't study that shit at all. But I know from a person who's been through myself a lot, I'm sure we all been through some shit. Twine, you obviously been through the hell of shit. And because I know you personally, I know you've been through some things. I think while we're celebrating or talking about or making everyone aware of mental health, we need to celebrate the strong people. I think you need to be more attentive to the motherfuckers who went through some bullshit and came out clean on the other side with not a whole bunch of baggage and didn't always look for motherfucking help. I think I think society embraces weakness too much. I think we should understand that not everybody's strong. But I think we're making it okay for motherfuckers to be weak. That motherfuckers don't even feel no need to be strong. They always got somebody to lean on out there. I think that's what we preaching this shit. That's why I think they trying to tear down masculinity. Like they preaching too much sensitivity now. I think it needs to, it's a fine line between being sensitive and just completely completely capitulating to motherfucking emotion. That's how I think this society is pushing us too far. I think society is too yeah, sensitive. Well, I I think I, I think that oftentimes society confuses compassion with agreeing and 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 in a sense, like I can I, I have empathy for a person's situation, but it don't mean I agree with that shit. It just means I ain't tripping on you. Don't trip on me. You know what I'm saying? Like grandma used to say, you ain't got to like me, but you you want you don't want to you don't want to fool around with me. I ain't got to fool around with you. But you ain't got to treat me mean. That's that piece. <laughs> I ain't gonna treat you mean, but hey. I don't like that shit. Well, when I say, and uh, hold on, somebody in the comments, Twan say, oh, uh, not Twan, Algernoy, we all know Al. In most cases, the individual doesn't have the tools to identify the blocks and the traumas without the outside guide to help a person see their blind sides. Trauma is tricky. What does Tanisha say? Focusing on mental health is not the opposite of being strong. I'm not saying focusing on health is the opposite of being strong. I'm saying that's the only side that they focus on. Whenever you hear about mental health, they always just talk about the motherfuckers who struggle with it. Like whenever you hear about it, talk about TV and all the people who push it, that's all they ever talk about. Just the motherfuckers who struggle with it and, and coping with it. That's the only side of mental health I ever hear about. You never hear about the motherfuckers who deal with that shit and how they cope with it effectively. The strong motherfuckers. Like I get it, man. <laughs> I get it. Your motherfuckers out here struggling, but maybe I'm just like I say. They say I'm not empathetic. I have a reputation for not being empathetic. I guess it's another example because. <laughs> we want to hear all that shit all the time, though. I just don't. Lance, I think the the reason that they focus more on the struggle is because for so long people felt like they couldn't, if there was an issue, they felt like if they said anything about it, that people would look at them a certain kind of way, you know, paint them with a broad brush, you crazy, you, you know. So I think what's happening is that it's giving people who are really going through some really, you know, some some shit, like it's giving them the courage to like, to say something, to seek help, 
um, for whatever they might be dealing with so that it doesn't end. That's not me. No, I know it's going to come back. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I think for so long, a lot of people with mental health issues felt like they couldn't say anything because people would would demonize them in a way. Um, and I mean, mental mental health is mental health issues should be taken just as seriously as physical physical health issues. But it's amazing the double standard. Like if I say, you know what, I have a diagnosis of breast cancer. Everyone's oh, oh okay, we got you, we'll support you. If I come on and I'm like, man, I'm bipolar, people like mm, run. You know, it's, it's, it's two totally different reactions and it should not be that way because these are real conditions. These are real disorders that people are dealing with and, and require therapy and medication or whatever approach you decide to take. And so I think that's why there's been this big push towards mental health or, you know, like mental health awareness month or whatever. Um, so that people feel comfortable, you know, I mean, folks, I got to broadcast it to everybody, but at least, you know, at least seek yeah. help. Issue. You said what? That seems to be the thing now, like, like put it out to the, put it out. It's such a small, it air, it's a small percentage though, Lance of like, really the number of people that are really suffering from, from mental health issues is, is much greater than what we're in the small percentage of people you're seeing on TV or what you were, like you're referring to just. I'm just talking like. Everybody so, you refer to are like, is like some sort of celebrity or. I don't think you get a story. You know, normal Joe Schmo, like some. I, did, I think it's exploited now. I think it started off with good intentions, and now it gets exploited, and people are trying to turn everything into mental health. Like I can, I'm understanding of mental health to a certain level. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I try to be empathetic if I ever come across it. I've dealt with people who's who don't who's not what you would what you would uh, I guess typically label as not being strong and not being able to handle certain type of situations. So. Uh, I just think like it's 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 been exploited now. It's like it's it's a hot topic. It's something that need to have awareness brought to it. And now that it's made, been aware of, now it's take going a whole other. Now it's like going too far to the other side. Now, you know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> and it's not this. This is not what I'm about to say. Now, not necessarily about mental health. It's just about sensitivity. So, like, I feel like everything is feelings over everything. If a person is offended. If they're hurt by what you say, then you can't say it, or you got to be mindful of your words. And again, I'm not on. I'm moving away from the necessarily mental health, but just the sensitivity of society now. Like, only thing that matters now how a person feels about something. Like, it is feelings over the truth at this point. It don't really matter if it's the truth. Motherfucker don't like it. They don't want to hear. It, can't say it a certain type of way. They push back on it. And then with social media, obviously it's exaggerated because everybody on Twitter, they on Instagram, they on Facebook, something happens and motherfuckers go nuts. And it's all about how a person feels. You start bringing out facts and motherfuckers just take you to how they feel. Like, like, Joe, fuck what happened though, huh? Motherfucker feeling was hurt. 
fuck the timeline, fuck the events. This how they feel. Fuck whether it makes sense. Damn the logic in it. They was offended. Like we've been doing shit like we going back and pulling up shit from celebrities that they did 10 years ago. Yeah. It completely out of context, but it's offensive. Someone yeah. found it now. In the in the Facebook group I have, somebody posted, and I think this was actually happened like a year or two ago, but I guess people who had not seen the movie Tropical Thunder were offended that Morton, uh, what's his name, Morton Downey Jr., whatever the fuck his name, the dude who played Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr., was in blackface in the movie. So they wanted to cancel him because this is their first time seeing the movie because it came out long, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shit like that. Like, even the whole Charlamagne the God shit, this, the rape case he called, it's not new. He's already talked about this in public. Like, he, he fought it when he fought it. Then they got exposed, maybe like two, three years ago. He talked about it ad nauseum. Everybody came at his head over it. <laughs> but then somebody bring it up again. Now they killing him all over again like it's a fresh wound. It's like, so we so sensitive about hurting the motherfucker feelings. Like, who the fuck cares about a lot of this shit? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So what your feelings hurt? So what you offended? Like, who the fuck, like, how does, I ask, it makes me wonder, like, why do people think that their feelings, the outside world needs to respond to their feelings? Why does the outside world owe you anything because of how you feel? Somebody said something 10 years ago, you didn't like it. Now you get a whole bunch of people that don't like it with you. They got to apologize. <laughs> I don't get it, Joe. I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? You talk about a certain community, depending on that community, you're going to have to apologize. Nick Cannon just went through that shit. Yeah. Now, you other communities like ours, you ain't got to do that shit. You said the fuck you want to say. You ain't got to apologize. Talk about the LBT. You know the community. I always get the letters wrong. Whatever alphabet community. Every motherfucker say. <laughs> say the wrong shit. Might lose your career. Got to apologize. Yeah. yeah. About fucking, all, all about somebody's feelings. All about how society. I just man, do I just? I don't like it, though. It's, it's it's controlling. It's 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 a way to like I I feel like people always saying you just these you know you gotta be open minded. We're not really open minded. We just own to new shit and fuck the old ways of thinking. So if you are, if you haven't really changed your way of thinking, then you're not accepted anymore because we own to some new shit. So we're not necessarily open minded. We just own to something different now. Because if we was open-minded, we would allow for the old and the new, right? People who don't agree with the new ways of thinking, we would be accepting of that. But we not. We tell them they wrong. They got to change. I, I don't feel you should think that way anymore. Oh, no. Hey, I'm just on a tangent. I just don't like that shit. I think it's the pussification of America. Everybody's soft. Everybody's feelings matter. Fuck your feelings, man. <laughs> Amazingly enough, I agree with you. <laughs> That's right, because you're a Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right because you're a motherfucker Virgo, Joe. I, man, I man, I just this I just can't take it, man. I'm so I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of everybody. Just let me see what Al. See, I knew Al would say this. Feel, feelings are an important thing, though. Yeah, Al, feelings are important, but they get overemphasized, bro. They're not the most important, and then it builds a sense of entitlement when you think that everybody got to capitulate to your feelings. Now everybody got to watch what they say so they don't hurt your feelings. Like, it's bullshit. Let me see. What, uh, Tammy, you didn't have feelings, Lance. You never be in a relationship. I know they give me a bad rap, Tammy. I ain't that bad. 
And am I that bad? I mean, you know me for a long time. Am I that? Oh, shit. <laughs> am I, you know me since high school. Am I that bad? Come on, Liz. Come on. Come on. I, I take we even got into hella debates about name it. Like a whole <laughs> lot of shit. Because, you know, you... Mm, yeah, you a little... No, I don't think you're an empathetic person. That doesn't make you bad. It's just facts. I mean, I, I, I have an issue with empathy. You do. <laughs> Would you? My, my, my fiance said that. Do not tend to put yourself in the shoes of the other person. And I, I mean, you I, do what? You don't think I do a good job of that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think I do. I just think I still just disagree. <laughs> like I feel like I can understand. I think people like like Tuan was saying. People, uh, oh, he back too. Yeah, of course, cool. I like uh, the input. My um, bad, brother. My bad. Brother. That was a call from my. That was a call from my son, man. My my apologies. Oh, okay, it's all good. Definitely got to holler at family first. So we, I was saying that and you know me for a long time too. But I have a reputation for having a lack of empathy. Uh, and Andrew, <laughs> I, I, I think that is more so similar to what you were saying earlier, that people confuse agreement with empathy and understanding. Because I can understand and empathize and not agree at all. Yes, I agree with that. But that's not what you do. You <laughs> what do yeah, I do? yeah, yeah, that's not what you do. Damn, what do Thank I do? Juan, thank you. Please take it. Take it. Please. <laughs> what do I do? Tell me. Tell me what I do. Me out. Usually, well, back back in the day, you usually would make that face with the, with the toothpick in your mouth with your eyebrows up. Like Joe, and, and the first thing out your mouth would be like, Joe, you bogus as hell. <laughs> and wherever it go from there is where it go. I, I listen, I do admit. I was way worse in the past than I am now. I, f I admit that no, I think I'm better, much better now. I was flavored when I was young. I was super flavored. I was obnoxious. I, I, I know. I, I admit <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you gonna sit up on that one? That's fucked up. <laughs> I was obnoxious. I know I was obnoxious. But uh, I'm not as bad as people think I am now. They just think I'm that bad because of these Facebook conversations. But I, I think I'm uh, I'm much more willing to listen and understand another person's point of view than I used to be in the past. In the past, I wasn't trying to hear shit. I just shut a motherfucker down instantly. And we just trying to, and you know too, we used to go the fuck at it. Like I just did yeah. fuck, goddamn it. But yeah. They say I'm like that now. I think I'm better. I think I'm a little better. Let me see. What do you say? Uh, yeah, exploring his feelings might help him get in tune with others' feelings. All humans are emotional unless they are sociopaths. Some are just laden with more logic than passion. See, I think that's me. I am. I am more towards the logic side. I think I. I. I lean towards logic by trying to understand emotion. But I don't. I'm not. Obviously, it's situational. But I hate when people are over emotional over shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it. It, it blows. Who? Who determines what's an over? Over an overly emotional response. Who determines that? What to me? It's over. It's an overreaction to me. Obviously, okay. it's a measured response. Thanks for that. 
Or underscoring that. Okay. Well, yeah, because I listen, yeah. I admit it though. I'm I don't have huge emotional reactions to shit, really. Okay. Like shit happened, and I'm more so like I kind of like try to assess it first. So let me so let me ask you, bro. Have you ever been in a situation where you just was like this person really fucking hurt me? Mm. My 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 ex-wife. Okay. Okay. I'm not, listen, I've had my heart broken, but she didn't do nothing wrong. So it wasn't a situation where she hurt me. She just tired of my shit. So I had to own that. Uh probably just my <laughs> wife and I don't know if I had a did I ever have a, a homie like that really hurt me? Like for real. I don't think. I think I've been offended by some shit my homies did, like some bullshit, but like hurt me? Nah. Like you ain't have you so 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 only so 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 only your ex-wife. You never had you never had another person where you was like, yo, that motherfucker hurt me. Rather it was a rather it was a homie, family member. My father. Okay. 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 I don't, I'm not my I've had, I mean, like I say, I've got it to a, I've only got it to a really with one friend. And we ain't friends. We're not really friends anymore. We cool, but we not friends. I haven't gotten into any real situations with a homie where like a guy did me bogus that did something hurtful. I've had friends for a very long time. That's that's not happened within our friendship. Uh the friend the guys who've had this some shit that probably could have hurt me, we weren't close enough for them to hurt me. I might have just thought they did some shisty shit, but you gotta be close to a person to hurt them. So other than that's my true. friend. And my uh and my ex-wife, no, nah, I ain't I've ever had a person just hurt me like that. That's what I realized about what you said. It was it was it was mostly people that were like real close. Yeah. How somebody gonna hurt you if they ain't close to you? Well, oh you'd be man, surprised. Man, I'll tell you some real I I'll tell you some real some some real shit, man. Man, my dad wasn't in my life, so I was raised by my mom, my 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 my, my aunts, my uncles and them was in the crib, but my my aunts, my mom and them, they were all like really strong women. Like, mm -hmm. you know, alpha like alpha female women. So for me, I learned how to navigate the plane of emotion. Before I before I started to get a full grasp of the logic plane, mm -hmm. that huh? makes sense. Yeah, I get because mm -hmm. of because of because of the compass that I had growing up. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was it, I had like my uncle and them was around, but man, we were southeast side. It wasn't a lot of logical shit coming out of these brothers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 See, I guess I grew. Up, I uh, I grew up in a yo, very. Yo, yo, We can hear you. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, hear you. Yo, yo, yo. You can't hear us. Are you on mute? I don't think you on mute. Mute. Yo, yo. You're not on mute, not on mute bro. I can hear you. He come uh -oh. back. Yeah. Uh. I came up different. You know, we grew up in the same neighborhood. Uh Broadway wasn't rough. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't no money in it. It just wasn't rough. It was just a quiet, lower middle class, I guess, neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Didn't much happen there, but I grew up around very strong-minded 
most of me and my family were educated, mostly raised by my single mother, but she kept me around strong men. You know, my father at, a, at an early age, active in my life, my uncles, my grandfather, you know what I'm saying? Like I grew up around what you call old school men, men. And then I had a brother. Uh, my brother's a huge motherfucker. <laughs> and uh, I probably yes. was the roughest non-gang banging this motherfucker you ever seen in your life. I fight at the heartbeat. So I just grew up in like a rough, rough and tumble, very masculine family, Joe, with a, with a, with a, the world's greatest mother, as far as I'm concerned. You know what I'm saying? So I think I had a great balance because I had very strong, all the women in my, both the women in my family was educated. Grandmother, mother, I mean, grandmother was a teacher, mother was a teacher, my aunts and aunts was professional, a lot of them. So I saw I got a good balance of both sides. I just don't know why I'm not a, uh, I think I used to be very emotional when I was young, though. I used to be a crybaby when I was a kid. My, when I was a shorty, I was a fucking cry baby. Like, yeah, when I was a shorty, you asked my brother, like when I was a kid, the threat of a whooping. Oh, tears. Oh, shit. Oh, instantly. I'm six, seven years old. We could be at the store. My mom, my mom like, I'm going to whoop you when I get home. And I was going to lose it right then and then the motherfucking store. <laughs> <laughs> I was a child, baby. <laughs> my brother used to hate that shit. I would cry so much. She damn near not even whoop me. <laughs> yeah, I was a cry, baby. Yeah, I was soft. I was soft. My brother beat that shit out of me quick, though. That crybaby shit stopped quick. So, yeah, I was a crybaby, but now I'm not, I'm just not that emotional a guy. Now, I ain't gonna say I'm not, I don't have emotions, but I try to be logical first. I feel like every, any decision that I've ever made with my heart first, that shit went wrong. I agree. <laughs> I never made a decision based off emotion that went well in my life. Never, ever in my life, Joe. Man, you wanna know something, bro? You wanna know something, bro? I tried existing. I tried like once I gained what I felt was a good understanding of the logic realm. Man, all that shit started to fall apart for me. So like, my family is quite the opposite, meaning that my family isn't. The, we don't have a history of being the most educated, but my family historically are extremely are, are extreme have a high level of consciousness consciously and spiritual awareness okay. and that has given me so much to navigate so like everything that I've ever done in my life that stuck to the board were choices that I made going off the spirit versus what made sense because I had to, I had to choose some shit that was against the grain, that just felt right. What would you say for you, Andrew? What are you? You more logic, more emotional? I think I'm split down the middle. Um, I would like to think that I rely more on logic as I've gotten older, um, because I agree with you. A lot of times when you make decisions based solely on emotion. Mm, doesn't tend to lead you in the right direction. Um, but I'm also a female and I might catch a little hell from other women for this, but we do tend to lead more with our hearts in certain situations. Um, but like I said, as I've gotten older, 
Um, I definitely try to pull the emotion out of situations and look at it logically or put someone close to me in the same situation that I'm in and then ask myself, what would I say to them or what would I tell them? And that gets me right up because a lot of times what we would tell other people to do is not what we're doing, obviously, because we're in it. But I think as I've gotten older and I think as anyone gets older, I won't even say older, the more experiences you have, um, it kind of teaches you, hopefully, <laughs> you learn from them, kind of teaches you how to go about things if you encounter the same set of circumstances again. So, yeah. yeah. I, I think that you learn the best <laughs> yes. by being fully accountable with all them type of things. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Can I ask both of y'all a question? Go ahead, brother. We're gonna go to another subject after this, but go ahead. I want I want to ask this question. Like when we say make a decision out of emotion, what do you mean? What um, is what is emotion? So when I say I make a decision out of emotion, uh that means I'm going more off feel than the actual facts and logic in the situation. You know what I'm saying? So I matter of fact. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of a situation. So, uh, with my with my ex-wife, uh, we had separated, and we were talking about getting back together, and I knew it wasn't a good idea. But because I desired to live with my children so bad, and I was, I'm a family man. You know what I'm saying? Like. At this point in my life, I've been a family man. Like by the time I decided to have children, I, I wanted a family at that point, and I knew that. So breaking up my family is something I never imagined. So I didn't want to lose my kids. Now I had known that it wasn't gonna work with my ex-wife. I remember having a conversation with our good friend Twan Q. And he I literally said to him, I know it probably ain't gonna work, but I'm gonna try it anyway. Now I'm going against all logic because I want my family. Right. Even though history and everything else has shown me this ain't going to work. I wasted three more years of my life trying to get some shit I wanted, knowing it didn't make sense. And I freely admit that shit. You know what I'm saying? All I kept saying is I want my kids and I'm willing to take any I'm willing to take all chances in order to make the family work, despite what I know ain't going to work, because it's worth it for the one percent chance I could keep my family together. Because I don't want to live apart from my children. I literally was telling myself, we ain't even got to get, listen, as long as me and my wife can be, as I said, as long as I could be, uh, I didn't care about being happy. I was like, I could be uh, content. I'm like, as long as I could be content to my youngest 18, I stay together. I figured the fuck out. I just, I just didn't want to lose my family. That's a horrible decision. Should have bounced long, I should have bounced long ago, Joe. Everything, everything said you should. It was literally not much at all other than feeling saying I should stay. Horrible decision. Multiple horrible decisions based on feelings. Repeated, repeated decisions. You know what I'm saying? So I own that shit though. I never blamed her. You know what I'm saying? I, don't, I never even had a discussion with her after we got divorced about her part and why it dissolved. I never, I didn't even care no more. I care about what I did 
what I had the power to fix and control. And anything outside of that became largely irrelevant to me. Like I've never gotten closure with her because I don't need none because it ain't nothing she could tell me that's going to affect me. I done already addressed me, my flaws, my wrongs, my mistakes, my errors, everything. You know what I'm saying? I done beat myself up over this shit until until one nothing left to beat up. I done owned shit that wasn't my fault. <laughs> just just to get a, just to get over it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dog, fuck that emotion shit, man. You know what I'm saying? That should lead you down a path of being hurt again. I use my head and let emotion guide, like be a advisor. But my head is always gonna make the decision. Oh yeah, you're con you have to always consciously make the decision. I say that's why I use the term more spirit versus emotion, because it I make I make choices off more so an intuitive feeling versus what may what may appear to logically make sense and um only reason i say that is because i've learned that sometimes most times our mind will create certain physical realities that are not real explore that a little bit more for me what you mean here's here's what i mean by that bro my best friend, one of my close friends, Alan, had a birthday party at Club Club. Uh, uh, what was that? Club Light, Club Club Live Light, whatever that was. Tuesday night, the little radio, Miami? yeah, Club Light, Live. Club Live, whatever downtown, whatever. With Tuesday, right? I wore my favorite jacket that day. My little denim jacket, nothing special. Long story short, my jacket came up missing, right? We It came up missing from our VIP couch. A week later, I saw the barmaid that works at Bar Louie in Madison, a long way from downtown. She was at the VIP chair next to ours, whatever you want to call it, the Allen section. She happened to be at the club the same night I was there. Showed up to work a week later with the same Ralph Lauren jacket. Same size. Happened to put a wash on the left sleeve and had it on that night. I'm, I, I, I could have proved in the court of law it was my jacket. Everybody, it was a few people that were there, so I'm talking to this sister, thinking that she has my jacket. I get a text message from my homeboy four days later. My our homegirl went to Dominican Republic the next day, bro. It wasn't my jacket. I had a conversation with this girl. Her friend that worked at the at, with her agreed with me. Bitch, you Grammy, y'all. Yo, you know that's that nigga jacket. You know you took his jacket. Everybody is on my side at the restaurant, bro. It's your, it's my jacket. It wasn't my jacket, but the universe had presented all this evidence to support something I believed up here, and it was the furthest thing from the truth. So I'm just saying, sometimes we have to check what that logic is. That's all I'm saying. Because sometimes, it, logically, that was my jacket, but realistically, it was not my. Truthfully, it wasn't my. Jacket. No, it makes sense. You know? Okay. Yeah. That's like that's like a self-fulfilling prophecy, basically. Yeah. You told yourself it was yours, you're gonna make it yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that shit work with women, goddamn. Because <laughs> you know that made me ask 
Where else does this exist in my life? You know what I'm saying? Hell hey, that'd be great. That shit work with women. You just say, I'm, she gonna be mine, and then you make her yours, you know what I'm saying? But I can a bottle, goddammit. I'd be rich than a motherfucker, boy. I sell a bottle of self-fulfilling prophecy in every gas station. You don't need no RX pills. Nigga, about this self-fulfilling prophecy, nigga. She's gonna be yours. Right. <laughs> I got to figure out how to make that shit, bottle that shit up, Joe. I'm telling you, be billionaires, this bitch. But, uh, anyway, uh, oh, I'm definitely interested in your opinion on this, uh, uh, Angie. I know you're probably not familiar with the story. I don't know. If, well, maybe you are. I don't know. Uh, but a WNBA player recently uh, called. You, you've heard of it already? Yeah. Are you familiar with the story about the WNBA yeah. player? Uh, yeah. Who, uh, uh, her, the opposing coach in the middle of a game shouted out to a ref something along the lines of she's 300 pounds or whatever. He was trying to get a foul call. He was trying to get the ref to call a foul. She yeah. overheard him while in the game. So when the game was over, she went to her social media and put him on blast saying that he was trying to insult her and that he needs to be her, her real weight is this and don't you ever come from what for a black woman? You know, you know, so I'd be interested to know before I even say how I feel. As a woman, the only woman on the panel, what's your opinion on that? Because you're familiar with the story. I mean, which, like, are you asking, like, do I feel like she should have said something? I mean, like, what do you want to know exactly? I mean, do you feel she was justified in how she's not only how she felt about what happened, uh, her way of handling it? I mean, we kind of alluded to this earlier, like, you can't say anything, you can't do anything, you can't fart without saying excuse me without somebody posting something to social media or somebody getting upset about it. Um, so, that's, but I mean, I guess, I don't know, I have to kind of play devil's advocate on this one. It's like, what? Well, I mean, first, I don't quite understand what her weight had to do with him trying to argue the foul like she's oh she's 300 pounds all right so i mean she's she's tall she's like six eight 235 i think is what they said I think what he was doing so, was just saying to the ref she big as hell call a foul so he was exaggerating the, this situation like man she got a fucking foul call a foul ref what her being big has to do with a foul because he's so I, I guess but I would assume, whatever the case being, he thought she was. I would assume the coach thought she was using her size and getting away. As she's supposed to know, with but, basketball. But his job is to try to get fouls for his team. So if he's working okay. the ref for a foul, and you see it all the time in sports, they will exaggerate what happens on the floor. So they'll be like, "Oh, he ran him over with his big ass," or. You know, his little ass, whatever. Like, they just exaggerate. They talking shit. They trying to get the ref on their team. Like, so if I got a, let's say LeBron James run somebody over. Now, he may not have ran Buddy over, but if Buddy, Buddy Little, coach may exaggerate the other way. Oh, you see how small he is? He ran him over. Buddy fuck around, be 6'3", goddamn it, 180 pounds. He ain't actually small. That's just coach, my opinion. If you play in professional sports, this is what you sign up for. Mm -hmm. If you only five foot two. 110 and you playing with players that are it's I, you know i just think it's a bunch of you know if she felt like she needed to go to social media and call out dude 
whatever. I thought it was ridiculous, honestly. Um, you know, I, I just, you, I mean, you'll be a girl. I mean, I'm probably gonna catch hell for that too. Like, it just, like I, I can't Maybe get inside. I can't say that that didn't offend her. If it offended her, then handle it the way you feel like you need to handle it. But do I feel like it was kind of blown out of proportion a little bit? So you kind of see both sides. You can understand why she may have been offended. Why she may have been offended. But if this was switched and these were men, it wouldn't be a story. It wouldn't be a story at all. So I kind of, that's, you know, it's like, okay. Like, I don't, I don't know. I just think it was ridiculous. When I saw it, I was like, seriously, we talking about this? You know, I just thought it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, because he I got Yeah, no offense to her or other women who play sports or anything like that. No, I mean, if you offended, okay. I can't tell you not to be offended. But do I think it was something that was enough for her to go on the tangent that she did on social media. Not really, but that's my opinion. I'm sure there's plenty out there that disagree with me and maybe some men. So whatever. That's my opinion. uh, The post got reprimanded because I want to know your opinion on this too, Twan. They they fined him $10,000 and suspended him the game. So what's your thoughts on that? Man, that's some bullshit. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't even know he got suspended a game. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine is ridiculous over the top for me. But he got suspended a game too. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with sis. If I if I agree to if I agree to be a boxer and somebody punch me in, and somebody punch me in my shit and say I got a big head. Well, <laughs> nigga, I wear a size eight fitted cap. I got a big head. You know what I'm saying? Like, how I'm gonna be like. He's trying to insult my intelligence by calling me. <laughs> I got a big head. You know what I'm saying? Like she said, you're a big girl. To me, I mean, to me, to me, I took it as coach talk. I took it as I know coaches exactly. are not going to explain exactly what happened on the court. They're going to exaggerate her size. They may exaggerate your size, big or small. They're going to exaggerate whatever to try to work the refs over. So I can see in a situation. A coach being like, man, that big ass motherfucker or that 300 pound motherfucker or whatever, just throwing it out there, not really even thinking. He's not even really like talking about her per se. He just said, the, the only reason they made a big deal out of this is because she has a vagina. That's it. That's the only reason. If this, these were all dudes, we wouldn't even be having this conversation right now. So it's like, get over it, girl. Like, stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> I see we all agree that's a that's an evil. I, I was wondering. I, I kind of figured you would agree though, but I did hear a lot of women say that. Even some guys though, some guys even saying that we don't talk about women's weights, even though it's sports, you still gotta respect that. Or the coach just didn't have to say that. You know, he could have said something else. And I'm like, yeah, he could have. But he in the middle of a game, like he's not actually really trying to talk about her for real. Like he's just trying to get a foul call. Like he's not really trying to make fun of her or tease her. That's, that's probably the furthest thing from his mind while he's trying to win a damn basketball game is making fun of her. But who knows? I know she went to social media. God damn it. Because she a woman, she, they, they got his ass and suspended him and fined him. So 
But let me let me let me make a point though to the flip side of that. So, because I know it's probably going to be some women out there, or even some men that are looking at me like, "How can you talk? Because you this size or whatever." But I was in a store about maybe ten years ago, looking at jeans or whatever. This chick, she was about a few aisles up. She was looking at the larger sizes. Okay. She's on her phone. She didn't see me behind her. And I guess, I don't know if she stumbled into the wrong section and she just started racking the jeans because she couldn't find her size. These jeans for these skinny bitches. Okay. <laughs> I could have got offended by that, right? But see, I didn't take the social media to say that this chick was talking about me because, you know, because that was the size. What she was talking about, that's the size that I wear. Or whatever. It's like I don't know. It just seems like it's always this. You're not the bullied group, so they wouldn't have sympathy for you, right? Yeah. So like, because you're not the bullied age, group, I don't know yeah. how many skinny bitch jokes I've heard, and no one. So should I be offended? Should I take the Instagram? Why is everyone calling me skinny? Because <laughs> if I say bitch, then it'll be a problem. But if mm -hmm. they is skinny bitch, no issues, no issues whatsoever. So yes. fuck out of here. I don't want to hear that shit. Get over it. You six eight. You damn near three hundred pounds. Let it go. Shit, you make a nice amount of money doing exactly what you love to do. Let it go. It was a comment in the heat of the game. Like Land said, let the shit go. Next topic. That was just. I was so upset about that shit. I didn't know what to do. That was stupid. And you were trying to be fair-minded at first. Like, you know what? Fuck this shit. She tripping. <laughs> you were really trying to be fair-minded, too. You was trying to give her some slack, but you couldn't hold on no longer. Like, you know, I can understand. But she, you know what? Fuck her. Look, she don't move. Yeah. Like, hey, come on. Uh, Hold on. Oh, this is another one I want to touch on. Uh, we're going to shut it down a little bit. We had nine, almost nine thirty, but uh, man, this is this is this is kind of COVID related. These restaurants, I've seen multiple restaurants, more stringent dress code. Uh, some have minimum you got to spend or whatever, but the seemed like the largest pushback was on the dress code. Now, I for one don't mind the dress code, but I from what I gathered. And I think the restaurant getting the biggest flack was State 48, that a large portion of their uh, their patrons are black. So I guess the feeling was that they're making these rules to uh, lessen their, their black clientele. Are you all familiar with this story? No, nah, but that sounds stupid off top, because if that's the majority of your business, why would you make it more difficult for them to <laughs> be a patron to it? I don't get it. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I haven't been to the particular steakhouse, but they basically saying a lot of the, the rules they they define. You know, you can't wear certain type of shirts with, with graphics on them. Your your clothes can't be too sexually explicit. You can't uh, be smelling like strong odors, like from weed or cigars or whatever. It was it was a it was a bunch of rules. Uh, I think you can wear any type of shirt. They, the jeans can't be too ripped. Uh, women's shorts have to be, I guess, five inches. Above no more than oh. five inches above the knee, like they were kind of on some damn near Catholic school type shit. Yeah, I was about, you took the word right out of my brain. Yeah. I swear to God, we are not in high school. Stop. So initially, like I said, I, I didn't have a huge issue with the dress code. I thought they were getting way too specific, but in large part, I was wondering how do y'all feel about that? Like, 
So you can you can make an argument that if a restaurant, I guess the argument being made is that they feel like a lot of black customers are coming in. I guess they were dressing this way, and actually they trying to get rid of those customers because they're supposed to be a high end steakhouse. So they were saying this is racist because it's it specifically targets their black clientele. I think there's another perspective. I think that can be true as well. Or regardless of the color of their clientele, maybe they want to change the clientele they're getting because what they're getting is not what they want in their restaurant. And it may not be about black. It could be. It could be about motherfuckers coming in there broke and not spending no money. You know what I'm saying? And they want a certain type of, they want a certain atmosphere because we've all spent money to go to restaurants for the ambiance as well as the food. I know I have. I've gone to restaurants. I ain't just paying for a great steak. I'm paying for the ambiance, the atmosphere, the environment. I'm dressing up. It's a whole vibe. I would not want to go there and see a bunch of wild, ratchet, rowdy motherfuckers when I'm about to spend three, four hundred dollars on this motherfucking meal with my lady and we done got dressed up. And here you coming in this bitch with a motherfucker hoodie on and your jays and shit. You know what I'm saying? You smelling like weed. You're loud than the motherfucker. Your girl half naked and shit with some wild ass, raunchy ass Madison Pulaski dress and shit. I don't see all that shit. See that shit? That's a motherfucker. I can pay five dollars and get a motherfucking happy meal. See this shit, I don't want to pay four hundred. See the same shit I can see for five dollars. So I wasn't necessarily that bad, but then again, I don't go to the restaurant. So I got an outside perspective. People who go there feel like, what do y'all feel? Is it racist? I don't feel like it's racist. I mean, let me be clear. Like, I understand why they require or require a certain dress code um, at certain restaurants or whatever. Do I think sometimes it goes over the top a little bit? Yes, but I don't think it's about race, whether it's Malik from Inglewood or Cody from fucking Bridgeport. If you come in in there and you're not dressed properly or you, you know, like you said, you, you smell in a certain kind of way, I don't care what color it is. I just, like you said, you, you're about to spend three, $400 for a meal and I'm in there you know, all, you know, and then you come in looking like, I don't know, fill in the blank, Lance. I'm going to come in that bit twerking. Bitch, why is you twerking next to my motherfucking filet mignon? <laughs> I, ordered, I ordered mashed potatoes, bitch, not twerk. Fuck out of here, baby. Hey, I agree with that. Shit. I agree with that, though, bro. Simply when you have your establishment, you have the choice to allow to patronize who you want to patronize. I'm not saying, not saying you can, not saying, not saying you can discriminate, but you can't, but you can discriminate. We get discriminated against on the low all the time. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, it's 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 state business. That that that's my philosophy. If I don't like it, I probably need to make my own steak, or maybe not. See, that was my point. I'm like, they may be targeting blacks, but based on the dress code, I feel like they were targeting young people. Yes. That's what that was. That when I first read it, the first thing that came to my mind were they targeting these young ass 20-some-year-olds who, in my opinion, don't believe in standards anymore. The younger generation has said, your standards and protocol, we want to do. Whatever the fuck we want to do, wherever we want to do it, 
And on top of that, they it's okay to think that, but they feel entitled to do this shit. And I'm saying, listen, if you're the type of person who, who don't like dressing up or want to be able to wear t-shirts or whatever the fuck, then you need to go to businesses that appreciate the people that dress the way you do and not go to the ones that don't and bitch that they won't let you in. Because not everybody agree with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, we had a whole conversation about women wearing bonnets in public. And a lot of women say, what's the big oh, fucking Don't start me. Don't start me. Why did you even go there? <laughs> a lot of women say, what's the big fucking deal? Why can't I be comfortable if I'm on a plane, if I'm on a trip, if I'm going to the store? Why can't I be comfortable? Why you got to judge me? I feel. That shit looks, fuck that shit looks horrible. <laughs> it looks horrible. No woman, my mother, she told me when I was, I don't know, 12, 13, she's like, a proper woman, a proper young lady never leaves the house in fucking rollers or damn whatever bonnet, that shit. You don't leave the house looking like that. Now, I'm not saying my mother's way is the way. I'm just saying. Like, that shit, I don't. And it's and it's really just unfortunately it's just in our communities. I don't see anybody else walking around with fucking bonnets on their heads. And back in the eighties, shower caps and shit. Like, who 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 made these? Why do y'all think that's okay? Why do y'all? Yeah, I'm comfortable. Just like you know, wearing pajama pants. Like, look, I know you just run into the store or right quick or whatever. But goddamn it, when I'm running to the store right quick, I put on some clothes and I make sure I look halfway presentable. I'm not saying I need to put on a whole face and, you know, have on some fucking look. Pajama pants and slippers and bonnets and crop tops with a with a Dunlap. Like nobody wants to look at that. Nobody wants to look at that. I don't want to see that shit. I've had patients come in, and I'm just like, you came out the house like that, huh? <laughs> you came out the house like that? Okay. And I don't care. I don't give two fucks if anyone disagrees with me. Sorry, ladies. If you're wearing bonnets outside, that shit is not cool. That shit looks fucking horrible. It looks bad. Can y'all see why she's my friend? <laughs> Once she warmed up, she got that shit. Another black woman, she's a she's a representation of me. You walking around looking like that, yeah, and then all of us like that's what y'all do, huh? Y'all walk around with fucking bonnets on y'all head in public. Chantel like, say, say no, nah, my grandma would walk out of her grave and beat me if she saw me walk with a bonnet outside. Man, mm. who was that? Who was that? Uh, Chantel. Yes. Oh, they do it in the white community as well. They wear scarves and bandanas. I think a scarf and a bandana look better than a bonnet, though. Because the bonnet is like you know, white chick walking around in no damn scarf and no bandana. Even a scarf, you can tie a scarf up a bandana. You can make it look somewhat presentable. I see women wear scarves and bandanas, and it don't look, it don't give me the same vibe as I do. I see a motherfucker outside in the bonnet. A bonnet like a shower cap. When I see a chick outside in a bonnet, my immediate thought is your ass needs to be in your house, in your own, in the privacy of your own home. When I wear my bonnet, I'm in the privacy of my own home. When I have to run down to my car to get something out of the car, 
I will take it off. I will put on some clothes and walk down to my car. Like, no, nobody want to see you walking around looking. Would you walk outside in a towel? No, because that belongs in the privacy of your home. Would you walk outside in your drawers? Well, you know, maybe, maybe that ain't the best example. But nobody, you shouldn't be walking around in a bonnet, ladies. I'm sorry. What do you say, Twan? How do they do it over East where you at? <laughs> and if I see, I'll be honest. If I see somebody, I'm thinking is, I can't say for sure that you don't wash your ass, <laughs> but, 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 wait, what a but. What I do know, what I do know is the hat that you're wearing is a hat that you wear when you finna wash your ass and it's dry, which means. You haven't washed your ass yet, but you know your ass needs to be washed. So I'm gonna stand away from you. Hey, I ain't got hey, hey, I ain't got no rebuttal for that one, goddamn it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, usually as I'm saying this shit get a motherfucking trouble. I'm gonna let you have this one, goddamn. <laughs> he said motherfucking dirty. Hey, but real quick, uh before we before we shut it down, y'all know this like the unfortunately it's like the uh what's it the one year I don't know if we'll call it anniversary of the George Floyd murder. You know what I'm saying? Uh yeah, I know everybody talking about that. Uh and obviously, I mean, just the obvious fucked up, fucked up what happened, horrible tragedy. Glad they locked Buddy up. But what I wanted to talk about real quick, all the aftermath from that shit, what's the results? All that shit they tore up downtown. All these neighborhoods they burnt up, set up on fire. All the marching. Uh, what we get from that? Either one of y'all know? I'm, I'm, it could be, so I'm not aware. Either one of y'all aware of what, what came of that to benefit us as the black people or culture on, on any level? Nah. Nothing. I ain't think so. Uh, I don't like telling motherfuckers what to do. Do the fuck you want to do. You want to march, you want to march, march. But I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna I say this all the time. If we don't go black in the economic empowerment, ain't nothing gonna change. Motherfucking, they started this this COVID shit. They were talking about people beating, uh, attacking Asian people because they getting blamed for the COVID virus. Hey, do you see how fast they got a bill passed for them to protect them from these wild motherfuckers out here who just want to attack a motherfucker just because they Asian because they think that they fuck they brought COVID. They got that shit passed. Lickety motherfucking split. Now that ain't just happened because the government just like Asians better than black motherfuckers. They made some power moves. So phones was ringing. Some money was not gonna get spent or get spent elsewhere. Some votes were not going to get cashed or get cashed for someone else. I can guarantee you, whoever speaks on the behalf of the Asian community as a whole, all their leaders made some shit happen. The fucking United States just ain't get up on their motherfucking own and pass no bill out of the kindness of their fucking heart. And I know they was doing some marching, but it wasn't much. And they ain't tow up shit. Joe, I don't know why every time I bring up black economic empowerment, motherfuckers bring up Tulsa, Oklahoma, and what happened. That's the number one rebuttal I get. Look what they did in Tulsa. And my rebuttal is that was a hundred racism years. for a hundred fucking years, and we ain't got nowhere with that shit. And you ain't Man. gay that right up yet. So how the Man. fuck Tulsa, Oklahoma 
stop you from fighting for black economic empowerment. So we don't get our shit together. We ain't never, ever, ever gonna get the shit that we think we should get. All these candidates, all this voting, all this talk. If we don't come together and put some money behind our motherfucking color so we can start leveraging shit instead of asking. Let me tell you something. And I'm gonna finish my little rant with this. After all the marching and protesting you do for racism, let's just say you got your ultimate goal and you ended racism. You know you still sitting there asking for shit, right? You still gonna have to ask for everything you want, even with no racism, because you know what you ain't got after racism gone? You still ain't got no fucking power. And you still ain't got no money. So you still ain't gonna make shit happen in this country. But when you got power, you got economic empowerment, when you got a voting block, where you can literally shut down businesses because your people will say, we not fucking with y'all no more. Like the LBGT community does, and motherfuckers fuck with them. They pull their money. It's a capitalistic society, man. If we well, don't start doing shit, we ain't gonna get nowhere. We ain't gonna get nowhere. If, <clears throat> what you know is about all these other groups that you mentioned, though. Let's let's just take. I mean, the problem with us, unfortunately, is that those other groups they pour into each other. They pull their money, like you said, they pour into each other. Mm. Where do we spend our money? Not in black owned businesses. We go to these stores owned by these racist ass, you know, fill in the blank. And that's that's we 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 don't the reason we haven't we're not moving forward is because we don't know how to stick together, like you said, pull our money and like when I'm doing when I'm like shopping for services or products, things like that. One of the first questions I'm asking, is this a black owned business or is there a black owned business that can provide the service that I'm looking for? And I feel like if more of us thought like that, we'd be, a, we'd be much further than we are, but we will be so quick to go to the fucking beauty supplies stores that aren't owned by us to, you know, how can we, how are we going to, I can't even get it out. <laughs> I'm just, I just, it just, it just blows my mind, G, that we could just still sit here and still be fighting this racism battle, man. Joe, you. Oh, it don't, it don't surprise me at all. Change people's hearts. Fuck change a motherfucker heart, attack they pocket. You know how hard it is to change them. And then again, even if you change their heart, you still left asking. But when you got money, when you have leverage, power, votes, you don't have to ask for shit. You demand. What was the last thing you said? Vote. But voting, I don't listen. I'm not a big voter. I may not vote even next election. We ain't got to get all to it because I won't get into politics. But right. when you vote as a block, though, as a group, you make shit happen. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is a utopic situation. But let's say all the black motherfuckers came together in this country and say, you know what? Fuck what we want individually. We're going to all vote the same fucking way. And we're going to make these, and we're going to tell these candidates, whoever give us the most shit, going to get all our votes. How much did you think of black motherfuckers? I mean, we do. Honestly, we all do tend to vote the same way. It's just not enough. We shit forward. People voting. But we don't get anything for our vote. They know we're going to vote Democratic. They don't give us shit. They know it. But what women always say, why, why, why would a man come home for the, uh, what do you say, why would he pay for the cow to get the milk for free? That's how the Democrats treat us. 
What they, what they got to commit to us for? We vote for them anyway, right? For the most part. So why give us something? I know you coming. Biden just told you if you don't vote for me, you ain't black, motherfucker. You don't think he know you coming? When he says some shit like that, you don't think he know he got you in the bag. He's not concerned with you. His white ass has told you you ain't even black if you don't vote for his white ass. Yeah. <laughs> we ain't getting shit for our folks. But anyway, I don't get too heavy into politics. I just mad. Just somebody had put up a post about that how and how quickly the Asians that got that bill passed. I said, I think I said somebody last week. It just this shit just be irritating me sometimes, man. Be so fucking behind. That shit just blow my mind. But anyway, man, thank you for coming on. I, I ain't get a chance to say bye to Twine. He had to jump out real quick. I want to thank my man Antoine Mohammed for coming on with us. Thank you for coming on. God damn it. Uh, people don't know before we started this podcast, me and you talked about doing a podcast a while back. Uh, so yes. I definitely, definitely had to have you on. God damn it. Uh, plus, you want to say you're one of my oldest friends. So, you know, I know we like to talk a lot of shit and we don't agree on nothing really. I'm surprised. We typically don't agree on nothing. I was shocked. I don't think. <laughs> I think the last time we hung out was a couple years ago. We spent two hours in your crib arguing. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, we, we sat in that bitch all day at that table. We ain't do shit but argue the entire fucking time. And then we was like, hey, great seeing you again. That's that Virgo shit, man. Anyway, hey, it's always good seeing you. Thanks for coming through. Everybody came and checked us out tonight, man. I appreciate y'all as always. Remember, Pardon my ugly YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, Instagram, Facebook, the website. Check us out. Uh, and again, thanks for coming through and uh, fucking with me tonight, man. I appreciate you. We up out of here. You got to say bye to the people, man. You got to say peace out of something. <laughs> All right, y'all go. We out of here.